Okay, good afternoon. Buenas tardes. Uh, welcome to this webcast. My name is John Millen. I'm going to get started. We have some people joining in, but that's okay. I'm going to go ahead and, and launch this webcast. I'm going to record this. I will send out a link afterwards. So feel free to share this with others. Um, I'm really excited about this. The last couple of weeks I've been doing these webcasts, uh, 20, 25 minute um, sessions, just sharing what's worked, what's not working, what's changed since COVID. And um, this week I'm gonna talk about recruiting. And these are some tactics that, um, um, yes, they're stealth tactics. And I talk about stealing from your competitors and all good fun. I'm talking about attracting and recruiting some good quality people. And some of the things have changed that I've seen, and I've used these tactics myself, so I'm gonna share some ideas with you that things I've actually done and worked and what I've learned from them. And so I think this will be a good session. I hope uh, you'll get a lot out of it. Um, you'll notice the picture on the screen there. You know, I think we all can agree COVID was, you know, rough for so many around the world, really. And I've been saying this phrase and I just a little image created that it's really a wake up call to the status quo. I talk to executives, business owners, uh, employees, CFOs um, every week, and I'm sensing they all realize that it's we have to maybe do things differently. We may need to um, process information differently. We may need to make some changes to our organization that's different and change is hard. Um, I don't like change either, um, but I think a lot of what COVID has taught us is to be a little more resilient and maybe flexible and open-minded. Not that you have to jump on every new idea, but it's something that you can do and be aware of. So with that, let me get started. If you've been on my webcast before, they are um, posted on our website, and I have this um, kind of tongue-in-cheek disclaimer um, that I talk about. And what it is is, you know, I'm going to share some things that I've interpreted um, I've drawn from experiences from myself, but also from lots of other people. So, you know, do your own research. Um, you know, I may slip up and say a few things wrong. I'm not perfect. I'm learning as I'm going as well. And so I think um, this will be helpful. So a little bit about us. We've been in business for a while. Um, can you give me one second? I'm going to um, pause this for one minute here. All right, had to calm calm the had to calm the inmates down. We're getting a little loud. So anyway, so uh, we have been in the industry for two decades in some form or fashion. We've seen lots of employees, lots of different things, and so I'm going to draw on a lot of those those uh, stories and things that have worked for us going forward. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my picture off the screen so I can focus here on three main things. If you've attended any of the webcasts we've done, why, what, how, why should you care, right? You're on here for a reason. You maybe want to share it. What can you do about it? A lot of people in the past were like, there's not much I can do about certain things. So there is a lot that you can do. And then maybe how we can help you. There are some things that we can do. We can draw on if you need some assistance. So first, why should you care? I've talked about this. You know the status quo things are changing and um boy i talk I, i've talked to a number of different organizations in the last couple of weeks and um it's a very consistent theme of we need to consider some new ideas um, and we're open-minded to listen to what you have to say and so that's what i'm going to share with you today when it comes to attracting and retaining employees 
What can you do first? You got to acknowledge that times are different. You have to realize that you can do something about it. And then you have to have some courage. No one likes change. You have to try something different when it comes to attracting, retaining employees. I'm going to, I'm going to share some things. You're going to be like, Whoa, I don't know if we can do that. And you know, take it in, absorb it. And what I would say is from this presentation, take one thing. Um, you have to do something about it, right? It's not just listen, but you have to do something. So, out of this whole presentation, I'm going to go fairly quick, but take one thing and implement it as soon as you can. The law of diminishing intent, you know, we all do it someday. Do something, start right away and take advantage of some new ideas. So, there are nine recruiting tactics that I have listed out for today, and I call them my nine recruiting tactics. I will get into each one. And there's actually a little bonus tactic at the end. So, I'm going to bribe you to stay on to the very end. So first tactic, resume websites may not be as effective as they once were. Now, I'm not saying they're not effective because for some companies, they're extremely valuable. But, you know, there's lots of supply. Now, there's could be some more demand. It says more supply than demand. I would say there's lots of supply and there's potentially in certain industries, lots of demand. But I'm finding it could be a little difficult to run through. So this tactic is about don't just rely on your career builder or your ZipRecruiter or your Monster.com websites. Don't just maybe think that's what we do and that's the best. So I'm going to continue to only do that. They may be, in my opinion, losing some of their effectiveness. So that's my first tactic. So this is uh, getting warmed up a little bit. This is uh, tactic number two. I suggest you use non-traditional means of reaching out to candidates. Now, reaching out, meaning yes, you're gonna have to reach out. You're gonna have to do some proactive work. If you're used to people just responding to you and always coming to you, you know, it may make sense for you to start reaching out. And this doesn't necessarily have to be just the person with the recruiting hat on. It could be the CEO of the company. It could be the HR manager, you. It could be the CFO. It could be someone that's not typically involved in that that's reaching out. So listing uh, social here, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Those are the three that, that I have found are pretty strong. There's more, um, but I would say those are the three ones. It, what I like about LinkedIn is you can find out a lot about someone on LinkedIn, right? You don't even need a resume. Like I can read your whole resume online. I can get a feel for your for your style. If you post much, I can get a sense for that. Um, but I can see how long you've been at different roles. So maybe if you've bounced around every year for the past eight years, that could be a little bit of a sign, right? Why are you bouncing around every year for eight years? That may be something to, to explore more. Instagram is a good for maybe some cultural fit. And maybe Facebook, I'm not saying you have to pry into people's personal life. Um, that may be something you don't care at all about. It may be something that you do care because that person might be in marketing or sales or outward facing to the, to, the, um, to, the, to the environment that they're working in. What I also like about these social networks is you can direct message people. Look, not everyone responds to emails the same as maybe you do. And especially if they're working somewhere else, they may not be real open to receiving an email that says, hey, I want to interview you for our company on their work email. So LinkedIn messaging is great. Instagram 
has a direct messaging feature and I've used that to connect to people that I would never be able to get on the phone or they have a gatekeeper never can get through so if you're interviewing for some high level C level key positions you may get directly to them on Instagram I know it sounds odd but that has been really effective and I'm going to show you here's a quick snapshot of a message outbound just to Jacqueline she's a, uh, a new member to our team and you know she responded pretty quickly in fact faster here than on email because I didn't really have her email but I had her LinkedIn connection so really effective here's the a strategy and I'm gonna take a second and, and let you absorb this about this LinkedIn post so we talked about reaching out so this is a this has been really effective for us now this is a, an account manager position we posted a couple months ago and I want you to read just the simplicity but notice the wording and notice kind of what I'm saying here and the impact that it's making first immediate opening I'm letting them know this is not something that I'm looking for in six months from now. So someone that needs to make a change or wants to make a change, which is happening right now, people are open to making immediate change. They're no longer thinking, you know, in the next couple of years, I think I'm going to change. It's happening now. On the radio, they said that a lot of people won't work for a company if they have to go back to the office. So they're thinking of this now. So let them know. Immediate opening, opening in 60 days, whatever it is, in search of someone who won has a strong work ethic. Now, most people think they have a strong work ethic, but that's my number one thing. That's the first thing they read. I didn't say in search of someone who um, knows how to do a PowerPoint file, right? This is about work ethic. And I even use some emojis in there to kind of catch their attention, little pictures. Number two, a team player. So what am I, what's the story I'm telling when I'm saying team player? Great heart, number three. You're like, John, this is, who are you interviewing for? This is like really touchy-feely. Growth mindset number four. Some people may not even know what you're talking about, but other people that want to be a part of an organization that's growing will identify with that. And five, detail-oriented, right? We're looking for someone in insurance. They need to be a good team player, have a good heart and compassion, be open to the growth because that means change, and also have detail. Like if they can't do an Excel spreadsheet, we may have an issue with the account manager. So real quick then our agency is taking on the status quo and reimagining benefits for small mid-size so why do I mention that in a job post you notice I haven't said anything about send me your resume or these are the skills you these are the tech technical skills right not real technical at this point but I'm trying to lay out my vision and it's the vision or the culture of your organization that may be the first lead the the first magnet that's going to pull them in so then I say it takes a special person we have a mission and then I lay out the salary and this is a lot of debate on LinkedIn about why you're not posting salary if it's hourly salary you know per day per hour whatever it is right up front I would suggest you put that in there benefits yes and a fist pump so now it's not oh yes we have medical no we have great benefits and yes you get vacation so last piece i'm asking them to text a 60 second video why they would be a good fit now that is really odd for a lot of people like what no resume nope no resume i don't need a resume in my in my world in this position i don't now if you're a technical recruiter maybe maybe you do but for this i already have the resume it's on linkedin 
and I want to see if they will follow some simple instructions. So that's a post. Here is a benefit counselor post, a little bit different. Virtual counselors needed. So right up front, that's telling them that it doesn't have to be in Richmond, Virginia. But I'm also telling the people that are on LinkedIn, don't be calling me from, from the Philippines, which I've received. Um, and then what's the first thing I mentioned? The pay. Why would I do that? Because benefit counselors are used to getting paid on a per diem basis, um, which is actually a per hour basis, but it's usually an eight hour block. So um, it's a an hourly rate, regardless of what what happens, they are providing a much needed service and that is above market rate. And when I've asked people that have joined us recently, just added two benefit counselors recently in the last 90 days, I said, what caught your attention? They said, what you pay. It's, a, it's above rate and it's virtual, meaning you don't have to go anywhere. I also list out a little bit about us um, and about how we work with them. So your notice, not a lot about send me your resume or you know let me know how much production you've enrolled. I don't care about that. If you meet these requirements and characteristics, then it's gonna be a good first pass to go to the second stage. So I hope this is valuable. I know I'm spending a little bit of time, but um, I think seeing some actual posts that have pulled great people into our company uh, is, is valuable. All right, tactic three, ask for a video. This gets a little scary. Um, I just don't think written resumes are, are very effective for, for some companies. You know, that video, that picture is worth a lot. The video is worth more. And the other thing it does is now not every position, you know, I wouldn't do this for a CFO because they're, they're, a CFO is not going to get on or an accountant is probably not going to take a video themselves. But sales, marketing, public relations should be pretty comfortable, right? They're going to be facing the, the outside market. Um, someone that's a little timid at this point after we've been through with Zoom fatigue should not be an issue. So it's really a simple test for me. Can you follow some simple instructions? To, to to follow through and it's something a little different so funny thing as i had we posted that account manager position this was um beginning of the year i believe it was maybe the end of last year and 10 or 12 or 15 people i don't remember the number all responded yes i'd like to talk and i said okay great text me i went back to this little thing up here uh, right here text a 60 second video why you'd be a good fit and out of the 12 or 15 people that first said I'm interested, guess how many actually did it? Three. And guess who he hired? One of the three. So it was a test. Look, if you can't do it, and we actually had one person get all tied up and didn't know how to send it through email and, and their their tech, their phone didn't work and all this stuff. And I, after a while, I was like, look, I gave you a very simple direction. You can't even figure that out. And so um, I don't think it's going to be a good fit going forward. So using technology, you're going to learn a lot about someone by watching that video and, um, and getting engaged. And I don't care if they're wearing a baseball hat and they're unshaven or they don't have, they're, they're in their pajamas. It's about doing the, doing that activity and seeing them in person can be, can be worth a whole lot, lot more than resumes. All right. Tactic four, hopefully you're, you're getting some good value. Make sure your employee benefits rock. Now we've all seen charts about, you know, where does benefits and pay and vacation integrity and growth and culture, they're all really important. 
I will tell you that from what I've experienced, having a solid employee benefits program ranks right up there with pay. Now, every industry is a little different, right? It's, it depends a little bit on the pay scale and the industry you're in. I'm not saying that's consistent everywhere, but COVID has opened up this need a lot. And this is the feedback I get. People are aware now what an ICU visit looks like, what that could cost, what it means to get admitted to the hospital. They understand the financial pain when they have to pay out of pocket for that. And so the other thing is just saying you have health care or medical insurance, I don't think is enough. Um, what's really funny is a lot of my coworkers in the employee benefit field, a lot of the big national big box um, brokerage houses, they have health care, but they have $6,000 deductibles. And I'm like, you're you're designing plans and yet your own company only gives you a six thousand dollar hsa plan and then they don't even put any money in you have to fund it yourself it's a little bit of a disconnect when their benefits are really not great at all the other thing i would say is shorten the waiting period look you have 90 days from date of hire um, according to federal law to to offer health care i would say if you're paying them the amount, the amount of money you pay them is typically more than the cost of your benefit cost share. So if, if they're worthy enough to be paid, why would you not give them the benefits when in reality, that could be the reason why they want to come work for you because they don't have health care and they need it. So maybe shorten it. I would say date of hire is the best. It's also kind of a, a little bit of an administrative pain. So I think first of the month after date of hire is is the most logical best scenario. But certainly you could do first of the month after 30 days. But I would just say, look at your waiting periods and see if that is a little bit easier to work through. Okay, tactic six, or sorry, five, vacation time. You know, we all want work-life balance. And I'll tell you, paid time off has a very high perceived value in the marketplace. I was talking to a home healthcare company a couple months ago. They were looking at either A, bringing in employee benefits or B, having paid time off. And I've listened to them and talked to them and they said, I think we're leaning towards paid time off. I said, I think that's going to get a bigger impact than having benefits for them. Um, it's going to cost you a heck of a lot more money from a company standpoint, paying someone when they're not working is going to cost you more than paying for <clears throat> employee benefits, but it's going to have a great uh, response to who you're trying to attract. If you're having trouble telling someone you have paid time off, is going to be really attractive you know two weeks i think some companies only have one week vacation i think two two weeks really um you know maybe even three or four weeks depending on the person and here's what i'll tell you is i remember my sister um had lot has lots of experience and when she would get a new job um, they would offer her two weeks she's like wait a minute i've been in the industry for 25 years i had six weeks vacation that's not going to cut it like, don't insult me with two weeks vacation. Give me what I've earned like I've, I had been there. And then you're going to see a big impact. And then the last thing, and this is one we we recently adjusted. So we used to have a little bit of a policy where every quarter you'd earn uh, part of that two weeks, right? And then after the six months, you'd earn a little bit more. And you have to be there a full year before you kind of could use your vacation. We realized it doesn't make sense. You have someone that's that's really doing well. We did this with someone recently, you know, waive that accrual period. Like day one, you have two weeks vacation. Now, 
is there a risk they're going to say, great, I'm off for two weeks, get paid and then leave? Yeah, but it's unlikely. It's unlikely. Allow them to use those vacation days, whether they're sick or they're, they have a family vacation. I think you're going to see a lot of goodwill. So vacation time, I think, or paid time off, I, I should be saying, is really cool. All right, six. Don't just rely on technical ability. What do I mean? Certainly some industries, like if you're a programmer or coding, I don't know, if you're an, uh, a controller, obviously there are certain industries where technic, technical fit is the most important thing. Uh, grant, granted, in most companies, probably there's some technicality involved. But I'm learning, um, you know, being in business for 20 years, that cultural fit is almost more important sometimes for the teamwork and for the mission and for the compassion and, 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 the, and where everyone is going in the same direction. It sounds so um, touchy-feely, I know, um, but, it, but, I, but I've learned this. It wasn't always this way for me. And maybe because all of our um, employees in our company are female, except for me, I'm learning this. It's really kind of interesting how culture and mission and alignment can be more important than their technical ability. Because I've had some solid technical hires and we've interviewed some really solid people with technical ability, but when we when we had them talk to our team, they they weren't feeling it. They were like, "This person, I'm not feeling the connection here. I'm not feeling like it's going to be a good fit." I would say these are three characteristics that we looked at: communication style. When you talk to them, how is their style? And for me, we had an account manager that came into the office for the interview in person after and I'm going to show you the steps we use and <clears throat> within five minutes I I couldn't I couldn't talk um, to them anymore I couldn't their style was, was was so difficult for me to communicate with I'm not being mean it's just the way they communicated was not I, I couldn't get congruence with it and I couldn't get peace with it and it was difficult so I'm thinking, wow, five minutes, and this is going to be someone that's going to be communicating on our behalf to other people, and I am having a problem. That's probably an issue. I don't. It doesn't matter to me what technical ability they have and how much experience they have in insurance. When their style of communicating, and it wasn't a rub on them, it's just the way it was. And so we were honest enough to say, you know, we didn't... I, say that your style of communicating isn't a good fit because it's who they are. I didn't want to insult them, but they, they just didn't go any further after that. Situational awareness. This is an interesting one where you're in a group of people, you're all sharing a story, and maybe this is in when you're chit-chatting with people, and you're talking about something, and then the person says, out of the blue, when you're talking about something business-related, out of the blue, hey, I'm going on vacation next week. You know, situationally, it's out of touch of with what you're saying. And so I have learned to be more aware of situational awareness communication so that it's in jive in, 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 in communication. And then finally, you know, the person can't smile. I mean, I'm sorry. We have enough sadness. Let's get some people with some happiness and some joy. So that's six. Winding down here, I'll go quick. Tactic seven, give a benefit summary to candidates. Now, um, you better make sure you have some pretty cool benefits if you're going to give them a written summary. Um, and I'm not talking about a bullet list of medical, dental, vision, 401k disability. 
that is not what I'm talking about. Employees are getting smarter, and this is what I'm seeing, maybe because it's in the industry I'm in. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased on this one. Probably am. Um, that, well, what kind of medical? Well, disability, what does that mean? I, what, I'm, I'm not, I can still work. You know, they don't understand. LTC, what does that stand for? So um, understand that if you don't have amazing benefits, this, this one may not work very well. But if you have them, you need to give them out proactively. Do not wait for people to ask. And this is what we're, we're teaching our, our new clients. This is a snapshot from the benefit book that we do for them. This is a part of that first page talking about healthcare. Not only do we have Anthem health healthcare, but there's no deductible. Like we filled the entire 4,000 deductible secondary insurance and your employer is paying for 80% of it of your cost. And it's got co-pays for doctor visits and it's got co-pays for prescription drugs. And that is a big deal. Prescription. That's why I highlighted up here. Um, prescription coverage. I talked about this on a previous webcast. You know, it's really key. People are having some high dollar stuff that will blow them out financially. And so this is what I consider a rock star zero deductible uh, plan design that this employer gives out to candidates, not during the, the new not during the new hire session candidates hey by the way here's a two-page summary of all the benefits and how much we pay and, and and maybe it's not the full benefit book but it's two pages because you need to sell that to people because they are thinking about it all right take a drink of water here tactic eight streamline the interview process Man, you, we got to move fast. I mean, the days of dragging things out, I'm telling you, you're going to lose good people fast. You, you can't. You got to be quick. Step one that I do, um, after I, maybe there's a text message, right? We talked about having them send a video. Maybe it's a LinkedIn post. Maybe it's a, whatever it is. Maybe it's a resume, whatever it is. First step for me, 20-minute Zoom call. You are where you are. I'm doing what I am. I'm going to see, hey, can I relate? Um, how do you conduct yourself? It's like being in person, but it's not. It's simple. It's quick. It's only 20 minutes. 15 minutes is, is even some of the calls. I'm just gauging not all of their technical ability. I'm gauging, do I like them? Can they communicate well? Do I feel like based on this 20 minute, is it maybe a good fit to go further? I'm not totally screening them out, but I might. It's a quick first step. Very easy to do. Now, remember, I talked about when I had... 12 people respond to that LinkedIn post, but only three of them would, would send back a video. I only talked to three. I didn't set up 20 minute Zoom calls with 15 people. Look, if you can't take 60 seconds as an account manager or producer, someone that's gonna be outside, for me, if you can't take that and just send back something, and I don't care what you say, then you're not that serious. And that's what it did. That weeded out right here Step one, so when I got to this, I had three solid calls. Then, okay, I'm gonna bring you in person. Um, you know, I know there's COVID stuff going around and all, I know, but I'm telling you, you need to bring them in person. If they have to sit 12 feet away, have them sit 12 feet away with a senior person. Just my perspective, if you drag this thing out way too many times, you're gonna lose people. People, you, you need to be able to make a quick decision um, and make sure that maybe it's even the decision maker in that. We've done that. 
We brought someone in for the interview and it went right to the senior managing partner, bypassed everybody else. Because that person was going to be working closely and they knew the type of person, why, why drag it out? Now, certainly, right, if this is the executive director, a CEO, um, I don't know, there are certain exceptions to this, but I would just caution you, don't drag this out, don't make it too long. Nine, use your use the, your employees, get them involved. That message you get from the people, we shared that with our team. What do you think? Have them greet the people before they come, get a sense for them. And maybe have them talk to them afterwards. So maybe they go to lunch together. And again, it's after the interview, you go to lunch, you get a feel. And the biggest thing is you got to listen, right? Don't be asking your team to, to, to get involved and then don't take any of their advice. Like, well, I hear what you're saying, but I like them. And everyone's saying, I don't think they're going to be a good fit. This happened a year and a half ago. We brought someone in. Technically, they were a superstar for a, an operations position. Went to lunch afterwards at our building with our team, just downstairs, very casual. Afterwards, get back to the office. What do you think? And the feedback was, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think they're going to be a good fit. And we were like, what? You got to be kidding me! And sure enough, they they, they were able to to sort out some things uh, that might have been a cultural mismatch, which was really important. So finally, bonus tactic you better move quick if you want good people you got to go fast that's my bonus um, and even be ready to make an offer right on the spot i know this freaks people out you can't do that we gotta we gotta get 12 people involved and we gotta have all these interviews yeah you you might have to do that i i get it but you know if you don't have to do that why do it just you know maybe it's not in the meeting but maybe you give some indication in the meeting like hey I, we're super impressed we think you'd be a great fit. We're gonna talk it over. We're gonna be in touch later today. Like, don't don't be all coy. In my opinion, don't be cat and mouse. You're trying to pull good people into your organization, and you need to be you know be a little proactive and tell them how they're doing and let them know if you're interested or not, and uh, and move quickly. And so with that, I hope this was beneficial. There's lots of great resources on our website. All these webcasts are posted. Thank you for attending. I don't see any messages in chat, which is fine. But if you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out to us. Again, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and we will talk shortly on our next webcast.